0: Welcome back to the Loftcast, the home of QPR's official podcast. I'm Ian Taylor from the QPR media team, and today I'm joined by QPR club ambassador Andy Sinton. In this episode, we look back on last Thursday's disappointing defeat to Wolves at Loftus Road, and we catch up with midfielder Sandro, fresh from his first league start of the season, against Wolves last week.
1: Well, there's a second yellow card, and James Perch is off. Within the opening 34 minutes, Queen's Park Rangers down to 10 men, a lunging challenge from Perch. On the back of a yellow card
0: for dissent, and that is the end of his night. First up, Andy. Let's look back to Thursday. I'm afraid we have to. We probably don't want to. Um, not the result we'd hoped for, and ultimately a game that swung largely on the sending off of James Purge.
1: Very much so. Um, certainly did swing on the on the on the and You know, um, what was it, 33, 34 minutes? Until then. Uh, even Stephen Game I thought we were probably controlling it without really looking threatening Alex Smith has had one fantastic save to make before then but, uh, but yeah it was strange because uh, I, say, I didn't see much of the first incident to be honest other than the goalkeeper dropped the ball then from what people are saying and what's coming out from the dressing room Perchy's just actually said exactly that to the referee yeah, he's, he's, I saw he's dropped it,
0: it. ref he's, he's dropped it, dropped
1: it. yeah uh, now if that's uh, a booking well we're in trouble yeah. uh, as, a, as a game um but having said that, once you've been booked, um, 10, 12 minutes later, uh, made a bit of a rash challenge, just a poor decision. And once he's been booked, it was probably a bookable offence, so he had to go.
0: He mistimed that tackle, didn't he, for the second goal? Uh, sorry, for the second booking. And you can't really defend him, but it was a, it was a wet surface. Um, so you do know, if you do time that challenge, when you're already on the booking, you're on a hiding him I nothing.
1: Well, that is the trouble. And that is probably, whether we agree with it or not, that's probably the frustrating thing about getting booked for descent. dissent. Certainly for a defender on a wet night, um, you know, it's a long, long time to play with. You never have it in the back of your mind, but uh, it's always there that if you miss a time of tackle, do something rash or something, you're, you're probably going to walk, you know. So uh, as I say, don't think there was any malicious intent in it. It probably looked a little bit worse than what it was.
0: Um fella wasn't hurt, but it was probably a booking. So once you boot, you're going. From experience, playing with 10 men for over an hour, it was over an hour in the end when you take stoppage time into account, How difficult is that? Because I know, having played at a pub level, as it were, on a Sunday afternoon or a Sunday morning, (laughs) um, when you do go down to 10, mentally, I always thought, well, we take a point now, we need to stick in this, but when you're in a professional game, sometimes people say it's often harder to play against 10 men, but when you are down to 10 men for such a prolonged period of time, it mentally as well as physically affects you.
1: I think it's actually horror uh, when you go down to 10 when you're playing at home, and the onus is on you to. Um, be on the front you foot. You know our last home game <laughs> here against Norwich, we were we were brilliant. The the the, the crowd were great. You know it was uh, it was a really positive. So you're hoping to build on that again in the next home game. Um, and as I say, Ian's probably all he's probably had to change one or two things, be a little bit more. I think he's gone 4-4-1. He's sacrificed a, a striker. You know everyone's been crying out for two strikers. Well. That's another thing you, you, you have to look at when you lose someone. How do you go about it? Who do you change? What formation do you go? Tactical, yeah. Tactical. So, uh, so that's how we went. But um, that can be really, really difficult. Um, and certainly with us, the way we've been here, if you take the Norwich game out of it, it's probably just what we didn't want, actually. Um, yeah, the last thing we needed. And at nil nil, I don't see any problems. I know it's hypothetical and you can't tell, but 11 v 11, I don't see us losing that game. Whether we did enough to win it, who knows Um, again that's hypothetical but um, I don't think they would have beat us
0: credit to Wolves though Um, one of your former teams who obviously know the club very well there's an expectation that comes with Wolverhampton Wanderers Uh, many would say that they should still be in the Premier League they feel as though they're a club that should be in the Premier League Um, credit to them because they came into the game on an awful run of form under Paul Lambert he hadn't won a game in his, his two in charge prior to that they stuck at it, didn't they? And then they eventually got the breakthrough um, with two goals in quick succession. And then, just as you thought, oh, this game's dead and buried, Rangers get one back. And then Joel Lynch misses a chance to, <laughs> to make it 2-0. It really had everything from a neutral's point of view.
1: Yeah, credit to, credit to credit the Wolves. Um, you know, the, the, they came into that game on a really bad run. Paul Lambert, as you quite rightly said, had won a game. But... Um, when teams are on a bad run or they're really really struggling you don't give them a lift and I think that's just what the sending off did, mm. uh, gave them a lift and uh, they grew a little bit and actually the first 15 minutes of the second half I thought we were the better side again you know, um, I remember sitting in the crowd, the crowd was le- uh, sitting in the, the director's box, the crowd was really loud and just to the point where the atmosphere was going around the stadium they got the first goal um, which sort of killed us even more mm. got the second
0: not long afterwards and it's an uphill task but. Credit to the team. Because New- they could easily have just down tools then, couldn't they? I mean, you don't like to see that in a professional game, but you do see it. Um, but at 2-0, it, it could have been 4-5-6, but Alex Smithy's made a number of good saves and, and rightly got manned the match afterwards. But then when Lynchy gets one back in, it was almost the last minute of normal time, but then there was obviously the extended period of stoppage time, and he has that golden opportunity. Yeah, well, he got his goal, you know, come from a a sort
1: of scramble type of goal, but uh, with seven or eight minutes to go, uh, you're thinking, come on, there's always going to be, there's always going to be another chance, there always will be. Uh, You run the risk of getting hit on the break late on, you know, Alex has made a couple of good saves, but we're chasing the game. Hmm. Um, But you get about a 2-1, you know there's going to be something, you're going to get a set play, you're going to get a corner, you're going to get another long throw from, from Robbo coming in and... That's the way it panned out. Um,
0: and I almost felt as though the crowd went away disappointed that we'd lost, but the spirit and the commitment we showed in the last 20 minutes, it wasn't all doom and gloom quite as much as it perhaps should have been after another home defeat.
1: Yeah, well, people have gone, gone away disappointed, and quite rightly so. We've yeah, lost, we have lost We've lost another home game. No one wants that, but I think you'll be encouraged by the spirit in the team. The last 15 minutes where we, we never give up, and this team and this club, won't give up and unlawly, uh, that's for sure. They'll keep going, might lose games, might concede stupid goals, might get a send, but they, they, they will not give up. Yeah. Um, and that's something he's instilled and that came through. And, you know, towards the end, you, you're thinking you, you might get something out of this. And argument with Joel, I haven't seen it back, but he just seemed to miss kick when, yep. when he's six or seven yards out and he's got his
0: head in his hand, but that was the chance. Those positives, um, commitment, spirit are there. What else will Ollie take from, from the game, his his third game back in charge? Well
1: he's still finding out, you know, he's he's been
0: in the door five minutes, three games. Um and we
1: saw the initial impact and the you know, with him coming back to the club and that lifted everyone. Hmm. But it's actually Ian it's gonna take a little bit more than that. Uh that's all well and good, you know, that passion, that spirit, uh, we just need to be a little bit cuter, better in defensive areas. Now you've mentioned Alex, um, playing well but I'm surely and our fans don't want Alex to be man of the match every every game because that's telling you something so what will he take?
0: Lynch should be another positive though oh, d- yep. aside from the goal uh, yep. left side in centre half yeah, he looks he looks decent. That was positive all round you know we, we we
1: weren't as good as what we were against Norwich but we're certainly a lot better than we have been hmm. in certain games here uh, didn't get the result but that'll come um Patience is a word that w- we keep hearing banded around at this club and other clubs and it, people don't like to, like to hear it, but Ollie ain't got a magic wand, what he has done to the place, he's, he's give the, the place a lift, the fans a lift, um, players a lift, now we've got to <coughs> turn the lift and the, 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 the better spirit that's around and the, the place into results, certainly here. Uh, And we go again at the weekend.
0: What did you make of Ollie's comments um, about the treatment of Carl Henry? He was booed. He wasn't just booed by QBR fans when he came on, but obviously Wolves fans as well for one reason or another. Um, With your former pro hat on, how difficult is it when you're on the pitch and the substitutions made and a teammate who's coming on alongside you is getting booed? you don't like to hear it you don't like to see it uh, you don't like to know it's there people uh, pay their money they're, they're entitled to their opinion of course their yeah, opinion. Course yeah. it's are, counterproductive are, I yeah. think would probably be a good people way have to their describe their
1: it people will have their favourites people will will come to games with a preconceived idea of players <coughs> um, and I think what Ian's he's trying to say is okay what's gone is gone give me a chance meaning him uh, and give the players now under me a chance to show what they can do uh, and he is a QPR player. He's yep. playing for our club. He's pulling on our shirt, and it can be counterproductive. So, and I think you know, it's a it's a minority. But the I, thing I,
0: that I, always gets me the Carl Henry situation, and I'm I'm a big fan of Carl as a man. I think he's uh, you know he's a good guy to have around the place. Um, but Carl Henry, whenever you speak to QPR fans, they say all we want as QPR fans are players that will put their body on the line, blood, sweat, and tears, 110. percent Carl Henry ticks all those boxes. Granted, he might not have the attacking verve of a Chiron Cherry or the defensive capabilities of a Grant Hall or um, a Joel Lynch, who we've just mentioned. But if you're talking about somebody that embodies blood, sweat and tears, 110% commitment, he ticks all of those boxes. So it, it does. It baffles me somewhat.
1: Yeah, you're right. In uh, And I'm just of the opinion, regardless of if it's Carl or a, another player or any player at any club. you know, Well, look at
0: Paul Furlong. When Paul Furlong started his career, yeah. he, he was booed by his own yeah, fans. He was struggling and there's been many a player... Um, Were you ever booed by your own supporters?
1: Not as a whole. I remember playing once uh, somewhere, I won't mention the club, but it went quite quiet and a bloke shouted at the top of his voice. Uh, Well, he just said I wasn't very good, but uh, not in those words. (laughs) And it, it just makes you, it's not nice when you hear it. And that was just from an isolated fan. So when you're getting it from hundreds or thousands, and I've played in games where one of our teammates, was getting booed when he when when even when the team sheet was announced and play but credit to him, he didn't go and hide. He almost forced them himself to go and get the ball more. Like give me it he was that strength of character and that's that's what you need but uh, I think looking at the situation, come on, he's a QPR player, he's playing for us, um he's wanting to do well, he's playing for a new manager, a new regime and we've got to start winning games and we need everyone pulling together.
0: Um, and I think it was quite telling when Olomide Shadibo signed his new deal last week. He singled two or three players out that have helped him so far during his QPR career. And the one he, he raised, and in the quote said, and in particular, Carl Henry. So whilst you might like, like Carl Henry um, when he steps over that white line, Carl Henry is also doing a lot for this football club. that does go unnoticed. Um, and sometimes... I guess the power of social media is the way it is these days. It can blight people before they've even really had a chance to shine, as it were.
1: Yeah, and that's great. You know, uh, I heard about that as well, um, you know, from from Young Me Day. And that's what an experienced player should be doing. You know, it's not just about what he does on the pitch. It's about how he gets around youngsters' habits, how they conduct themselves making sure the, the dressing room's police, no one's stepping out of line, as well as coming onto the pitch and putting on decent performances. So, uh, so yeah, that's a vital part of someone like Carl's experience, and he can pass on to, to the youngsters. I also heard another story when he went down and trained with the 23s. He was really encouraging them, and he was very supportive for the coaches. He didn't go in there with a hump and, you know, throwing his toys out the primary really trained well on, on, on that day or two when he was coming back from it or he was training because of his suspension and uh, that can only augur well for youngsters coming through at any football club.
0: Sandro, thank you for joining us on the Loftcast. We've just been over at the Jack Tizard School that is adjacent to Loftus Road there. Um, Christmas visits, how important, how nice was that to spend some time with those young children?
2: Yeah, I feel very happy to, to be involved of, of this because I know it's very important for for the children for for everyone in the school uh, and it's nice is uh, that children we see and we can see love in that children and we we have to give love for that uh, children as well and i feel very happy
0: and i go home very relaxed because i uh, was very enjoyable it's quite a humbling experience isn't it It, it makes you realize that there's more to life than just what happens on yeah. three o'clock on the Saturday afternoon it makes you appreciate what you've got
2: yeah definitely uh, like you said make you feel more alive uh, and uh, we we are great we have everything the we we are hel- uh, healthy. healthy healthy and yeah, exactly. We have we have to take that as uh, Inspirational
0: inspiration, almost. Inspiration,
2: definitely. Yeah.
0: And the manager was really infectious. He's he's a very infectious character, isn't he? In Holloway, and you could see that yeah. that infection was running off on the on the young children over there, and you as well. You looked like a natural. You were playing on some of the musical instruments with some of the young <laughs> children <laughs> as dancing well. Dancing as well, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> a <bit> dancing <laughs> as
2: well. Yeah, just I great to be part of at this time. Yeah. Of year. it's important. And I love. Uh, Children, so I love, uh, and this is is not true. Uh, and the the, the manager is, is is happy guy, and he turn everyone up, and I think everyone is enjoying that way as well. And he he's turning, he's change, uh, philosophy of QPI, and uh, I think he he you're gonna be a very good manager on on here. So for you, Sandro, um,
1: Thursday night back in the team or back in the league team for the first time in <laughs> eleven months. How fu- or could you explain how frustrating it's been for you for various reasons the the last few months uh, where you haven't been playing and been sitting in the stand and injuries and so su- and things like
2: that. Yeah, very very. Uh, when I came on on the last days two games I feel like it was my first game again mm. yeah. and the last game was the same it was very difficult my time here when I was not playing uh, and I was my head was gone but I, I was keeping fighting I, I was strong but inside my head was yeah. was gone because Footballer doesn't play is very difficult. The life is not the same. I don't go out. I don't I- spend time. If I d- I'm not enjoying football. I football is my life. Yes. And a few things is happening uh, here to me in QPR. There uh, the supporters uh, need to understand me. Needs to know more me because I love to play here. And some supporters doesn't. uh, They think I'm not want to play to QPR. No, I I love to. I'm here to play. And uh, this this why I came here is to play. And when I moved to West Brom was a was a deal from from um, the president wants me to go. The manager wants me to go. And okay, I I go. But for me, I, I stay here because I signed a contract here, and I'm Cupia player. And some fans doesn't know that. They are think I came here just to take money of the club. This is not Sandro. This is not me. If you if you say Sandro play in 21, I was happy to play in 21 team. Mm. You know, and that's uh, uh, I want to explain for some some fans. Some guys doesn't know myself. Sure.
0: So it's quite a clear message there. You're saying that as long as you're here and you're under contract, you'll give everything. Off. Whereas yeah. the perception is maybe that you came here for the money and yeah. you don't no care. Way. But you're keen no to re- set this the record is not straight me.
2: This is no me. If uh, s- everyone know me, everyone knows Sandro, that, no that is not Sandro. That is no me.
1: So from your point of view, with Ian Holloway coming in, do you see it as a almost a new start for... for 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 yourself in the team on on, yes. on Thursday night, and you start, and you 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 want to show everyone what you can do and how you can help the team moving forward.
2: Yes, definitely. Uh, and he he uh, he gave me some uh, some games, and I was very happy. Uh, help, or oh, happy! I was very happy. Uh, and it's not about Jamie. Jamie, I like Jamie. Everyone, I think everyone in the uh, change room like Jamie. So, is because he is giving me chance that uh, Jimmy was not give mm-hmm. me chance. So, uh, but this is football. Yes. For some manager, opinions. I, yeah, opinions. Or and. Um, Do
0: sorry. you find the hardest part of being a professional not playing? Is that yes. the hardest
2: part for you? Hardest, yeah.
0: Andy, are you, were you similar during your career when you didn't when uh, you didn't play? I but
1: I hated not playing, and albeit through injuries or loss of form or. And you manager came in which had a Sheffield wednesday, didn't fancy. It's the worst part of a footballer worst. when what you training for all the week is taken away from you on a Saturday and you Saturday becomes a non event. It's yeah, it's, nah, it's it's horrible.
2: It's horrible, <laughs> it is horrible. And you know my family, my friends, everyone know me and it was very strange for them. Sandra, why you're not playing? Why are you not playing? Every single Saturday I have to say ah uh, man don't don't ask me again <laughs> don't ask me again because you frustrate some more you give more and so I just wanted to say that I'm here and and I love to play here I love to play here I don't know some people don't think I uh, when I'm in the pitch you can see I, I I love to play here and I I don't understand I don't understand really
0: would this be the happiest you've been then? albeit Ian Holloway's only been here two and a half, three weeks now, but has he made you feel like the real sandro now yes and and like I said in the
2: beginning uh he he is a happy man he He turned everyone up, and it's not about this in the training, the way he trained, the way he thinks we can do uh uh i think he can improve us a lot on the pitch mm. not i'm saying the last managers don't improve us mm. no every every money improve in diff- different ways whether it be individual yeah. or team. Yeah, yeah yeah and i think uh, the new manager w- will change a lot as the way we are playing mm. i think he wants us to play with the ball more and attacking football? Like, yeah, attacking and it doesn't matter if you are winning, if you are losing, you have to have the ball, you have to play with character. Mm. Yes. So I think this is great because we have to have the ball, we have to, to give the fans uh, yes. what they want. What uh, they uh, yes, cre- yeah. create something, it's mm. not like one chance and score one nil. Yeah. It's, this is not football. We have to play beautiful. We have to. I think
0: he said that if we lose nine eight, he'll be happy. He just wants us to win by one goal, no matter how we do it. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, but but the way he train us is is to win more than than that. Yeah. He he keep in saying, I want just one. But the way we are confidence, I think we're gonna build. I I have a, a good good feeling because. In the training, he all the time wants us to stay with the ball, yeah. stay with the ball.
0: Because his style is different to Jimmy's style and the managers that preceded Jimmy, Harry Redknapp, etc., etc. Yep. Chris Ramsey. It will take time.
2: Will take time, definitely. Will take time.
0: But I saw
2: last game without one man. Uh, just one or two weeks, he w- he was here, and we we uh, we was with the ball. We was of course with uh, one man down is very difficult Mm. but and this will take time but we are already doing something nice and i think in the future it's gonna keep Keep
0: improving yeah so you sound really happy in in that respect unfortunately there were there were tragic circumstances in the build up to that game against Wolverhampton Wanderers Mm. the the air disaster uh, in Colombia that involved a, a yeah. Brazilian team. You, you look visibly moved. It, there was a minute silence here before kickoff, and that seemed to really affect you because you knew some of the guys that tragically lost their yeah. life. Yeah.
2: I knew uh, one guy who played with me in international and... For uh, Brazil? Yeah, for in Brazil. In the,
0: in the younger age groups? No, in the... Pro- in the senior yeah. team?
2: Yeah, And a manager also, he was going to the game to talk about the game but he was my manager as well and uh, a few players that you know because you play against mm. and yeah a lot and i had uh, one friend this is his good friend that he he survived he, he survived yeah
0: so one of your friends actually yeah. survived he was one of the six yeah. six that survived
2: Th- that guy is uh, is the most that i, I have Relationship, like yeah. with yes. yeah, and he was survived. I was so happy. <coughs> I was so happy.
0: Have you spoken to him since? I sent him a, a video. I yeah. oh, sent him a video.
2: Yeah, and yes, he lost his leg, right? Mm-hmm. And he's doing uh, operation, yeah. Yeah. operation because it's complications, complications. But he's He's al- alive. alive. Yeah. yeah, he's alive. Uh, his family. One of my friends is there with him yep. and he was saying, Sandro, he's so strong, he, he will turn this. And I was so happy.
0: And you talked about the Christmas visits earlier and seeing all those young children yes. with learning difficulties. Definitely. And then you look at what happened in, in Colombia with the air tragedy. Yeah. It just puts everything else. You said you've had a really tough time of things at QPR. Yeah. But none of that really matters mm. when you compare it yes. to tragedies like no. what happened in, no. in Colombia.
2: No. And in Brazil, everyone was very, very sad. I think in the whole world, everyone uh, had a real is impact, is in it? close, I think. I believe in God, and I think this make me feel more. Uh, I'm gonna help you. I, I will help you because the Colombian uh, people is very helpful help everyone the the team the the Chapecoense was playing against yep wow
0: the way they've handled things wow, has been brilliant.
2: amazing because uh it's it's about the money as well and they said Nah, we don't want this give it to them so through a tragedy it can pull
0: pull people together yeah. together
1: whether it's in Brazil or around the world yeah. uh, a tragedy is and is that so
0: almost the power of football as well football so powerful that it can do that it can uni- unite everybody yeah which is yeah. really special and uh
2: i was happy in that way but i was very sad uh, wha- i think was when I, I lost my granddad was very sad but that that was the second uh part of my life that i was really 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 c- really, c- really sad yeah.
0: And Ian Holloway said that uh, um, he asked us to make sure that we had a nice Brazil flag there for you. Yeah, thank you. To yeah. show you that um, ahead of that game. And that shows what a family club QBR can be.
2: Yeah. No. And is The, the manager is, uh, is amazing. Uh, it's not because I'm playing a few games now. It's not because of that. Because the way he treats everyone, the way. Uh, like I said, it's more family uh i I think it that way, and I think, like this, we can build things, help each other, help each other, and we'll see just time <laughs> just time can tell us
0: and the next game the the final question from us, the next game is Rotherham on Saturday. Rotherham a team uh, at the bottom of the division, uh, well cut adrift. But there's no easy games in the championship, is no. there? So you'll go there this weekend, and you'll expect another difficult game in the championship.
2: <laughs> championship is, <laughs> it's crazy. Just games. We cannot, you cannot say this is going to be a, a easy game, even uh, when you play at home. And, but is a good opportunity to to show. Uh, the way we want to play the the way we are going to and especially for me if I play uh, get some time as well where do you feel, feel
0: you are fitness wise in a minute? If, if I, I feel great,
2: I feel great but f- uh, f- uh, game, uh, to talk about game I need more games to feel so like game fitness yeah, is completely different fitness, to physical yeah, fitness yeah. Yeah. game fitness because now uh, I'm shy in the pitch I'm shy in the pitch I can I I do things but I'm shy when I'm fit you just power through yeah I'm not shy more to come yeah yeah Yeah, definitely and uh, we have to win we have to start winning if we start to win the confidence will go up and we we're gonna handle things much much better
0: Switching attentions to Rotherham at the Weekend Andy um, If it wasn't QPR going into this game I'd be thinking, <laughs> here we go Bottom of the league um, And as we're recording this podcast We're waiting to appoint a full-time manager Following the recent departure of Kenny Jackett 15 games without a win now They've lost 12 of those 15 They're 13 points adrift of safety Home win? <laughs> Let's hope not. Away win. I mean, if there's ever an opportunity for Ian Holloway to get his, his first away win as QPR manager, uh, obviously lost to Ipswich last time out on our travels, but actually played quite well there for at least an hour. Um, this is a real opportunity for QPR to forget about Wolves and kick on and go, get going on another run now.
1: Yeah, we have to have to be going there to uh, to win the game. To win the game, and I would never say there's only a must-win game when it's the last game of the season and you have to win to either stay up or go up You know, so it's not a must-win game but it, it is a must-win game if that makes yeah. sense I think we've got to be looking to to go there don't give them a lift even if they're a new manager um, which well, they
0: appointed Kenny Jackett, didn't they, five five weeks ago or so, and that, that no. clearly didn't work yep. out, and so he left for, for reasons, um, unforeseen reasons, I, kn- I don't think anybody knows the reasons, there was talk of uh, lack of budget in January maybe being one of those reasons, but they've not won at home since a 1-0 win over Brentford at home on August the 20th, but you look at that game last season we went there when they were in a similar situation last season and certainly for 55-60 minutes before I think Hoyland Phillips scored two goals in, in no time at the start of the second half it was a close game and it's not an easy place to go because it's quite a tight stadium uh, their fans certainly last year got behind them I don't know whether that's the case this year given their uh, precarious league position but there are no easy games in this division. <laughs> Keep saying that week
1: after week every time we come on here you ask me about the opposition and, and Forget the league table. Forget how many points they've got. Forget how many games they haven't won for. They're all tough games. You've got to go and earn the right to win a game, whether it's Rotherham or Newcastle. You've got to go and earn the right. Rotherham aren't going to lie down and hand it to you. We've got to go there, and it's about QPR. It's about the 11 that Ollie puts out, and the, the people on the bench waiting for their chance to, to enhance what we've already got. But it's about the players, you know, reflecting on their own performances, getting up for the game, which that won't be a problem, and going and performing as we know they can and will again and getting a result and i say the result the three points and come back to london because we have a on paper nothing's won on paper we got a difficult month you know with the likes of Derby's and villas and 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 brighton and you know then you're up at wolves again who might start to go a little bit so uh, this is an ideal opportunity don't put too much pressure on the game but let's go and get three points
0: as players just finally as players um harping back to your days in the professional ranks. When you're heading to a, a team that you know are really suffering, like I said, I look at that stat again, fifteen games now without a win and twelve defeats in that time. In the back of your head was let's not become you know <laughs> let's not become the one team that that do lose to them.
1: Well it's always gonna end. Um it's just when it ends, but now you go you go, that's bet backing yourself it's about believing in yourself and one of the things I've been really impressed with Ollie since he's come in he's, he's, he's talked about the players needing a little bit of looking after and I think that's probably what's behind what he said about Carl. you know, he's new in he's, he senses the place was a little bit down the players are down on themselves down with each other a little bit and not quite at the levels they need to be so you know, just believe in yourself you're good players that's why you're at the club go and perform to the standards that you can and we'll get the result Onwards and upwards come on you ours we <laughs>